Welcome back to Raw Nomadic Lens. I'm your host, Sherry Michelle. Let's go. It has been a long time since I did a podcast, and uh, sorry about that. So much has happened. Uh, you probably remember I kept my ticket to Hawaii. My nephew convinced me it was just what I needed. Uh, when I had all of the autoimmune stuff going on and uh, we couldn't get to the bottom of it and it was tough to get in to see specialists because of COVID. The appointments were really far out, um, but I did connect with a good internist and uh, started you know, doing all the tests, getting all my levels. I was really low in vitamin B12 and vitamin D. And I think really that's from uh, having leaky gut for so long and just I wasn't absorbing the vitamins. I knew I had a D deficiency back in 2015. Um, I was told that and I just thought I'd get more sun. (laughs) And I don't know, I kind of forgot about it off and on and and, uh, it just got worse and worse. So now um, I tried um, um, oral supplements and she said that wasn't moving it up really. And so, because of course I have the malabsorption going on. So uh, we switched to injections. I do injections, uh, I do one once a week, and uh, now I'm gonna be doing them once a month and doing them myself, which was like a challenge, but I figured it out. And uh, that's going fine. So May 4th, I get my levels tested again. So Hawaii, who knew Hawaii was for healing? I didn't, I just decided it was going to be. after my nephew convinced me to go ahead and go, uh, I just had the time of my life. Hawaii is so healing and I wanted to get everything out of it I could. So I fasted for the first eight days and nothing like having your days be twice as long in the most beautiful place on earth. I, um, I broke my fast after eight days because I was going to be going to Maui and camping um, on Haleakala summits to uh, oh, through an Airbnb. Uh, if you want to do the coolest Airbnb ever, you can rent an Xterra from Sean and Cecilia. Uh, Cecily? I think I'm getting her name wrong. But anyway, Airbnb, Maui. Totally set me up with every camping thing I needed and then some like everything was immaculate their equipment is really really good quality I still brought some of my own like my headlamp and stuff thinking like I really like my own stuff and their stuff was better so uh, camping on Haleakala was unbelievably beautiful you're above the clouds up there and uh, I got to see sunsets and sunrises and it's just words can't even do it justice. Just if you ever have the opportunity, you absolutely have to check this out. Maui was just completely different than what I expected. Uh, Honolulu, Waikiki, also very, very cool. I spent a lot of time just floating and meditating and fasting. And hey, I healed my symptoms. I don't have any autoimmune sy- symptoms now. So overall, I feel that for me personally, fasting is not the greatest plan because it doesn't heal my food issues. 
Um, I did break it properly. I did break my fast properly this time with fruit or pretty close. Not the fruit that I should have, not prunes, but uh, pineapple. <laughs> and, uh, but then I was back to regular cooked food like that same day. And that's not the way to do it. And I always struggle with how I break it. So, and then you just end up eating me personally. I just, um, coming off a fast is hard. Doing a fast is easy really for me. I love it. And it's so healing, but coming off of it is really rough for me. So room for improvement there, but I think really uh, just raw vegan is is the best for me because um, it also heals the, the, the whole binge eating issue as long as you stick to it, of course. Um, oh man, I had an incredible animal communication class while I was out there. I had booked it a few weeks earlier, um, and it just happened to take place while I was there. Oh, my audiobook also uh, was came out while I was there, which was fun. It was supposed to come out last Christmas and came out while I was in Hawaii, so it's called Swallowtail. The, the book was written back in 2012 and published, but the audio version just came out, so check it out if you have time. It's a Swallowtail Like a Butterfly by Sherry Michelle. So, I uh, back to the animal communication class. It was with Nikki Vasquez. She's on TikTok. She's a fantastic animal communicator. And she used to be a lawyer. And she did not like that at all. And she took a class. Read a lot of books. And I'm following that same model. Uh, I've always talked to animals. Just not um, on that level. And a number of times I thought about taking a class and it just didn't seem like a, the right fit with the instructor. But Nikki is so transparent about her experience and just such a fantastic teacher. And it really is simple. Anyone can do it. I have to be clear about that. Anybody can do this. Uh, we are all born knowing how to speak telepathically before we learn the language our parents teach us. So it's really just remembering it. And because I've done so much trance work with being a hypnotherapist in the past and um, writing a lot, of course you're in trance, driving a lot, you're in trance, um, plus meditating every day, like nearly every day, you know, gosh, it was just perfect. It really paved the way for this work. It came to me very easily. And during class, my mind was blown again and again. All 21 students made great connections and the information was confirmed by the animal's uh, human and uh, it's just, it's such incredible work. Super rewarding to be helping animals and their humans and, and to know that you had that connection all along. I really think I had this spiritual awakening that happened in Hawaii that began in Hawaii. I watched my octopus teacher for the seventh time. <laughs> and uh, it was the day that I, I broke my fast and I had had insomnia and I was going to be driving a rental car, the rental car for the Airbnb, the Xterra in, uh, uh, in Maui. And so I knew I couldn't do that without sleep. I couldn't drive someone else's vehicle without sleep. And so I broke my fast and that day then I started to get tired after I broke it of course and I was watching my octopus teacher with my friend who lives in uh, Koalina 
and her name is Donna, and I was staying with them for a couple days, and uh, she said, go ahead, go, go sleep while you're still tired, and so uh, it's interesting, every time I watch my octopus teacher, I get something new out of it, and that day, it was what was at the very beginning, like I knew he'd had depression, I knew he'd gone through a really rough time, but I didn't hear before that it was because he had been so separated, he become so separated from something that gave him such joy as a kid. And that was swimming in the ocean, uh, snorkeling and, and diving with all of these, you know, incredible sea animals. And, and so I was on a tour and we were up at Diamond Head when it hit me and I just started crying because I was like, oh my God, that's me. Like, I am so far from who I was on our farm as a child, I used to spend all day with animals. Before my brother was born, my mom would just kind of like set me free. It's it's hard to believe because it was a 14 acre farm, which isn't huge, but still, when you're, uh, we moved to the farm when I was three. So I was out like wandering and, you know, exploring. I was really little, way too little to be allowed to do that. but. I'm glad, I'm grateful that she just was kind of like in a place where she wasn't big into being a mom and she probably felt really displaced way out on a farm by herself having grown up in a town, in a college town. But I used to spend all day with the animals. A goat in particular named Daisy uh, was my best friend. We spent all day together. And then when my brother was born, you know, still it was a couple of years before he was any fun to play with. So, um, yeah, I just, up at Diamond Head, I realized, like, I've gotten so far away from that, and that was really fun, and that was, I don't have any specific clear memories of communicating with animals, but when you're that little, like, I think it's just happening. There's no way we were spending complete days together without that going on, you know? But anyway... Uh, so I took Nikki's class and her class is $47. Like, it's just amazing. Like you get so much out of it, much more than you think you would. And the books she recommends are also phenomenal. My favorite so far is Kinship with All Things uh, by J. Allen Boone. It was written in, I believe, 1952 or 57, maybe. That book is so much more than you think it's going to be. I can't recommend that enough. Um, there are also some free classes on YouTube, by the way. Uh, I think Carol Gurney has a two-part class on YouTube for free in animal communication. So if it's something that you're interested in, God knows the world needs m m more and more and more animal communicators. Um, so just go for it. Just start studying and, and practicing. And... Um, I don't think it's, you know, it's just, it's not as hard as people would think. So I had that class and it was so much fun. And then I had two days later, I had a shark cage experience where we went a couple miles out into the ocean and I went down in a cage and uh, that was my first animal communication experience where I was like consciously trying to make a connection. Um, I was kind of good and I wouldn't say going about it all wrong but um, I was just so excited because I kind of had my heart set on that before I took the class 
and then after the class, like I knew things that logistically probably weren't going to work, but I don't know, I just kind of still wanted to make that connection with them. And I was really um, battling motion sickness also at the time. So uh, when I got in the water, first of all, they said, on a good day, we see five to seven sharks. The weather's really good. It's optimal conditions. And when I put my face in, I instantly counted 12, 12 sharks. And they weren't like far off. Like I've seen videos from the people that took that same company, you know, tour. And they were further out. These were right up by us, like, you know, within feet. Just so curious and beautiful and graceful. And the whole thing was really calming. I didn't think about the logistics of connecting a heart cord. I'm like, oh, they're all swimming in different directions and they're moving so quickly. And how am I going to do that? I just, <laughs> I was really excited. And so I'm sending a message like, hi friends, you know, I love and respect you. And, and do you have anything you want to teach me today? And I was just really, you know, kind of hyper about all of it. And all I got back was just be just be so not my voice <laughs> like it's very clear usually when it's uh, their voice it's a very kind of soft voice usually a very small still voice this wasn't so small but it was a still voice and it was very calm and matter of fact and just be and I don't know whether it was intended as advice for me like in general or advice about communication. I, I meant for it to be about animal communication. So I, I kind of think they knew that. That was great advice. It's really helpful actually and has been helpful in um, all the communications I've done since then. I think I've done about 10 now. And it's going well. Each time it gets, you know, a little better. You're you're kind of developing your your style and your method, and it's been really really fun. And other animal things happened, of course, the whole time I was there. I was having just um, cool animal experiences. There was a stray I was feeding at the hostel, um, and uh, she was really really sweet. And then the last two days I didn't see her, and and. Uh, I don't know, I feel like she had kittens, but um, she had been, seemed so thin when I got there, but she wasn't well either, so anyway, then I went to, uh, I was at the Bishop Museum, and there was a teeny tiny kitten on the sidewalk out and outside, just sitting by herself, and her eye was kind of infected, and so I took her in, I walked around for a little while not knowing what to do with her, and just kind of talking to her out loud and and then I decided to take her inside and I gave her to a girl at the checkout um, at the ticket counter and she's you know there's lots of strays here and I think I know which one is her mom and we'll try to get her back to her but when I called back later they were not able to and she ended up taking her home and taking her to the vet and now she's like the princess of their house her and her mother and her grandmother and her aunt they all live together and they absolutely adore this kitten. They named her Minerva um, from Harry Potter. And 
her dog doesn't normally like any other animals, but he fell in love with her instantly. So that was when she thought maybe they could keep her. So I've spoken with her a couple times and I, I think I'll do a reading for, uh, for Minerva as well. So, um, Hawaii was just so, so, so healing. And, uh, of course the biggest thing is that I don't have the autoimmune issues now. I don't have any weakness. Um, I don't have, um, my like stomach and sides aren't hard anymore. I don't have, uh, my hair has stopped falling out, but I think that was more tied to the vitamin D and B12 deficiencies. So everything's coming together in that way. Oh, and I started, um, posting, uh, about my animal communication, uh, sessions on TikTok. So I think it's just under my name. I think my TikTok is just my name. So I just, uh, really was so happy, uh, there. And then I came back. Oh, I cut my hair really short too. <laughs> really, really short. It was just getting so thin, falling out like crazy. I could see the sun through it, <laughs> my shadow on the sidewalk. It was uh, really frustrating. And so if you go to my TikTok, you'll see my hair getting thinner and thinner in my videos. And then it's just super short. But um, I wanted to do that for a long time. So, so I came back um, and I just... Uh, I haven't felt great since I've been back emotionally, like been trying hard. I've been back about a month um, and I just, I think my partner and I have been slowly, slowly, slowly breaking up over the last year. He's a fantastic human being. I absolutely adore him. We just don't have the same energy. It's, uh, we're buddies. We're best friends, siblings sometimes, I feel like. And I've worked really hard at trying to revive what we had in the beginning. I have not been successful. Last night, I tried again. We went to um, the place where we first met. And um, thinking, like, I thought maybe, you know, we could, you know, find a spark there and have some laughs. And I mean, we always have some laughs. But uh, we ended up, just, ended up putting the last bits on the table and just discussing the last of it all. We've been, been discussing our challenges for the past year at least so uh, we have decided to go our separate ways um, I hope that we'll always be friends um, I hope that we'll always be in each other's lives but we'll see I don't have complete control over that so um, I can only control what's in my own hula hoop I uh, also should mention that, um, uh, give you a Kara update. Kara is doing really well. Um, her cancer is in remission and um, 
that's probably about that's the last update uh, probably for Kara because um, she has decided uh, not to be friends anymore. So sorry to report that, but some people are in our lives for a season, for a reason. I have no regrets. Um, we had a good run and, uh, you know, I will say something about a spiritual awakening and I know this is going to probably piss some people off, but you know what? I don't care. People fall out of your life. It's happening so much. And, uh, some people, maybe they should have not been there to begin with, but, uh, big ones, big relationships, people I've been close with for a long time that it reached a point somewhere along the line where I was not respecting myself or I was doing things out of obligation, a sense of obligation, and that's on me, but I'm not doing that anymore. And when you stop doing things out of, uh, out of a sense of obligation and It upsets people. It upsets some people. And others are fine with it. They totally understand. And those are the people I think that really love you. Um, and it's okay to set boundaries by all means. And sometimes people learn to set boundaries at the same time. And, and it looks like a shit show. But um, it, I think it's all for the best. And, uh, you know, I've been friends with my ex and his family for many years. We've been divorced for, I think, over 12 years. And he recently said some things to me, the worst things that have ever been said to me in my life. And it was really, really shocking. Uh, but again, like that's someone that doesn't belong in my life. And why was I maintaining that friendship? out of a sense of obligation because I, I, and I also felt like it made me seem like a, a nicer person, that I was a nice person because I kept such a good relationship with my exes and all of that. And you know what? That's not always healthy. So some of this stuff is going to be really painful as you start to stick to your own path. But I think in the long run, it's absolutely worth it. We shall see, because I'm sticking to my path. And I'm in a place where I know that I am not broken or defective or wrong. I was born this way. I almost changed the name. I think I did change the name for like a week of this, you know, nomadic, you know, am I nomadic still? I'm not on the road right now, but I'm about to be again. I think I've always had this in me. Raw? Well, you know, I've struggled with raw this whole time. And I feel like I've really disappointed a lot of listeners. But this is this is my life. And I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I, I think it's 1% we've joked about it being a... Uh, being a one percenter, one percent of the population is able to be raw vegan and stay that course. It's I'm not gonna lie, like it's not easy. There's a lot of social 
you know, challenges that go along with it. But again, I think it's worth it in the long run. And the quality of life that you want to have and the people who want to stick around for it, great. The people that don't, that's fine. I imagine I'm moving to Hawaii. I just see it. I felt right there. I don't feel right here. I don't feel like I'm supposed to be in Chicago. I am so over the city. It's a beautiful city, but I just don't feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. And you know, you question, you know, well, was it because I was on vacation? Everybody feels great on vacation. No, no, it was so much more than that. I think being surrounded by water, um, the people are so nice there. The weather is absolutely incredible, even on the rainy days, like just everything. I loved it. The road to Hana, I just kept on going past Hana and all the way back to Haleakala. I was in the car 12 hours that day. It was beautiful. It was serene and healing and just everything you could hope for. I took so many pictures of flowers. Uh, If, if nothing else, it's where I need to be for at least a year. I feel like I have a year of healing that I am going to give myself. And we'll just see from there what happens. It's not going to be journal entries like these have been um, as far as the podcast goes. I just spoke to Ariane Glazer uh, today. She has been head of uh, the raw food meetup in Chicago for over 20 years. She's been raw for over 20 years. Uh, so we're going to do an interview and uh, hopefully that'll be next week. Fingers crossed. And hopefully I'll be bringing these to you more regularly now again, uh, once a week. So look forward to it. I hope you look forward to it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time and your patience <laughs> and uh, carpe diem.